If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar Levine Studios, this is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, welcome back. Tuesdays at Top Golf Football at five. Been talking about the college football world, which is just crazy right now. Uh, in the college basketball season just yet? Am I into it? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Really? Let's go. Let's go racers. All right. How's Murray State? Uh, the, the women's team's doing very good. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, 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 the men's team's doing okay too. Yeah. Are they good? I mean, do you think they got people in after John Morant? Or is he just like a one-time wonder? And you well, 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 careful now because I mean, before John Morant, there was Campaign, who plays for the Suns. Yeah. Before Campaign, there was Isaiah Cannon, who used to be on the Bulls. So uh, they're they're doing okay, and I think they're four and one, five and one, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I'm sorry, six and one. I stand corrected. So yeah, they're doing pretty well. All right. Uh, it's just it comes down to well, I think Belmont might be out this year. I'm not sure how the whole Belmont thing works, but. Belmont's always a team to beat. Yeah, there's so. always jockeying, too, in these conferences. Yeah. Uh, a lot going on in that world. Uh, yeah. UNF Ospreys still in the A-Sun. And uh, go to unfospreys.com for more uh, information about their schedule, news, results, also how you can get tickets to upcoming games as basketball season is in play for both the uh, women and the men. Uh, women at Auburn tonight. Uh, and they are very good this year. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure they're good enough to beat Auburn, but they are very good. We'll find out. And they might be. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, men coming off this crazy road trip, they still got the Gators to play in December. Murderers Row. On Thursday night, though, it'll be nice to see them home. UNFOspreys.com. It'll be Edward Waters against UNF coming up on Thursday. Oh, are you calling these UNF games? Uh, ca calling most of them. Like Thursday, okay. I won't call that one because I have Jaguars All Access. Sure. Uh, so I got to pick my spots. But have most we of them start in January. Have we established a catchphrase yet? No, I think you, you wanted me to go to uh, from, from the land from, from the, the land, land of good and plenty. Good and plenty. Someone got a three pointer, and you didn't do that yet. The problem with that one is um, I don't like good and plenties. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, they're not ideal. They stick to your teeth, but it's, okay. So it's if catchy. I become, if it I get sticks. if I get famous and I become like this guy because I well, say land a good well, plenty, which by the way has been used be. before. Oh yeah, but but not from and, you and though. Then, so they say, hey, not with that Brent Martin hey, energy. Brent, you signed endorsement for good and plenties. I'm like, I don't like those that much. Okay, man, I'm trying to help you out. Don't don't <laughs> take my advice. But, but you better hope that you know Ju doesn't come calling and I, I get a job with Ju calling games because I will. <laughs> come over the top on you real quick and I'll be getting all the endorsements. <laughs> be so just, you just better hope that doesn't happen. That'll be the next thing that you do. Oh, because uh, I, I have so many good one-liners just ready to go. Just waiting for a team to call me up. Listen, I'm, I feel like I'm accomplished today because of our guests that we have on right now. Oh, yeah. Now, now Josh Gobi joins us each and every Tuesday from Top Golf. He's walking in. He's finally, he didn't bail on us today. I La like it. A couple weeks ago, he was in Pinehurst. Then he went to, back home for the holiday. Yep. And here comes Josh Scobie, I've been working on this for a while. We have you each and every week, Tuesdays sure. at Top Golf, And now we welcome in Zach Miller, former Jaguars tight end, former Chicago Bear. And what else is he doing now? We'll get into that in a moment. Zach Miller, what's happening, man? Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. What's going on, fellas? I did have a good Thanksgiving. I hope the same for you. Uh, oh, I ate absolutely. and drank too much, though. <laughs> hey, both things very good. Um, well, oh, the man. family's doing well. Uh, you know, Zach Miller, one of my favorite Jags. Uh, you guys don't make that list. Uh, Brad Meester is on yeah. the list. 
Zach Miller's on the list. You know, we do the segment called Jags Dads, and Zach Miller was one of the first ones to do the segments. Nice. How's the family now? How old are those kids? They're doing great, man. Thank you for asking. Uh, Bella is about to be 12 here in February. She has a couple more months. And then Cashin, our middle uh, middle child, who acts like a middle child, is um, 10 or 11. Or he's 10. Yeah, he's 10. Sorry. And then uh, our youngest is four. So we've got our hands full with these crazy children of ours. Absolutely. Uh, well, say hello to your former teammates, uh, Josh Scoby, uh, Austin Lane. Uh, go ahead. You guys Yo. can take it away. What's up, what's up Josh? Good to see you, man. Well, first of all, I want to say what's up to Josh Scoby because I haven't seen him in a couple weeks. So good to see you, Josh Scoby. Zach, man, long time no see, though. How is life? How's everything going? You've, uh, you're kind of on a new endeavor, if you will. Um, and I, I was shocked by it. Did not see that happening. What have you been up to? <laughs> man, I've just been playing music. That's all. <laughs> Less violent stuff than you're up to. I'll say that. I'm not going into Octagon anytime soon. Yeah, that's probably a good plan. Zach, it's Josh Scobie. <laughs> Scobie, what's up, man? How, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Good to hear from you. Hey, I've, I've heard your music, and I'm not only am I impressed, but I'm, I'm very jealous because any any wife that we get to listen to your music, they're all like, oh, my gosh, he... He sings really well, and he's good-looking. So I need you to oh, stop God. doing what you're doing. <laughs> well, I, can't, I can't do that yet, man. I'm just trying to figure okay. this thing out. But uh, I'll tell you, man, I'm having a good time doing it. Uh, it wasn't anything that I ever saw um, myself getting into. I'd, I'd, I'd known I'd always loved music uh, from a young age, and then sports were they kind of took uh, precedence growing up. But, you know, fast-forwarding through, uh, you know, our time in the NFL and all that stuff, uh, when it all transpired and got finished, I needed something to do. So I took up uh, took up writing just to kind of clear my head, going through some things at the end of my career. And that's kind of where it led me to. So I still don't know what I'm doing, but I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Well, Zach, I have to ask you, how did you get stuck on this genre? Because one of my first interactions with you was when we were working out in the off-season, and <laughs> you were playing the weekend House of Balloons in the weight room because you, yeah. you, you had dibs on the iPod. I think it was an iPod back then even. So you had dibs on the iPod. You're playing the weekend House of Balloons. Then we always used to have the jokes of we're going to start a <clears throat> Radiohead cover band with me and you. And, then, and now yeah. we see you kind of branch more into country music. What made you go, to, go down that road? Uh, honestly... I mean, if I could, if I wanted to be something, it would have been this, like, singer-songwriter and blend these genres. And to be honest with you, man, hip-hop and rap are still my favorite. That's my that's still my favorite genre to listen to. It's heavily rooted in, in who I am. I don't know how. I mean, I grew up in, you know, I grew up in Nebraska, so I don't know <laughs> where that... Uh, where that trickled into my life, but it's just been that way. And then, obviously, being in locker rooms, you guys know, um, that hip-hop is prevalent in, in the locker rooms at all times. And when I started writing, I wanted to be, like, in this singer-songwriter lane. And I think one of the, you know, first songs I had written, it hit me. I'm like, damn it, I'm really from Nebraska, and this stuff sounds kind of country. And that's just kind of how it transpired and came out. And now, like, I'm at this stage where it's so early in a, in a I guess, a musical career, if you would ever call it one, I can... I can bounce around with different genres and figure things out and try and get to a sound where I, I feel like uh, is, is going to be really 
who I am, and so I'm still kind of messing around at that point. But that's that's how the first two kind of just came out. It was what I was writing at the time and, and just linked up with the producer in Nashville, and we, we put together those first two, and away we went. That's pretty cool. Uh, Brent Martineau, Josh Kobe, Austin Lane, joined by Jags, uh, former Jags tight end, Chicago Bears tight end, uh, Zach Miller, now doing country music. I'm a country music guy, so I like it. Uh, and... Uh, Casey, let's play a little bit of, of one of those singles, maybe How You Like Us Now. He's got two singles out, I was hoping. I think a third one's come last year about it coming up this weekend. Uh, but yes, here's indeed. a little listen of the uh, How You Like Us Now from Zach Miller. I was rolling on a back rows, flying where the dust goes, watching the sun sink below the fields. Now I'm sitting on the city lights, blowing through the stoplights, life looking like a damn highlight I've been around the world, see some things, went from stove-bought jewelry to five-carat custom dollar rings. So how you like us now? play more of this uh, in a little bit. It gives me chills, man. I mean, that is good stuff. Uh, man, again, I'm a, I'm a country guy, so I like that. I'm buying that single. Uh, what, what do you? What else is out there? What are you working on? Um, and, and do you have one coming out later this week? Is that what are we hear? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I got one uh, coming out uh, December 3rd, so it's coming out this Friday. Um, just went down to Nashville and recorded that one about a month ago. I got a producer down there. His name's Colt Caparoon, who uh, he's been tremendous helping me kind of figure this whole thing out, and he's really good at what he does and, and being able to put it out, take my ideas and kind of get them, you know, in this linear position where we can put it together into a song. So next one that's coming out is called Torn Up. It's uh, it's slightly different than the first two that are out in in the sense of just the way that it sounds. I told you guys I was I'm trying to find... Uh, you know, different sounds and blend these things together. So this one's a little bit different than the first two. Um, so I hope you guys get get to like it when it does come out. But that's really it. You know, hearing that first one, uh, how you like us now, man, that's crazy. I really heard it played, you know, it, in that sense of me listening to it. I don't – I never really like to listen to my own interviews. I don't really like to listen to my own music <laughs> uh, as well. But – uh, it's pretty cool to, to hear it on the radio, so thank you for playing that for a little bit. Well, I, uh, you should be comfortable in your own skin because it sounds amazing. Uh, it, it's kind of, to me, it's it's like a blend between Sam Hunt and Ooh. Jason Aldean, like that type of country music. Because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big country music fan. I mean, even though I grew up in the South, listening to yeah. country music and whatnot I, I was more of a you know hip-hop uh rap yep. fan and so but i can hear that in you and, and and obviously knowing you i know you like rap music i know you like hip-hop uh so i can kind of hear that so keep doing what you're doing and i mean it, it sounds great so keep rolling with it that, man. yeah and Thank at the end of the day man regardless of the genre that you you find yourself in or whatever the end product's gonna be i mean it doesn't matter what it is. You can recognize talent. And, like, that, what, what we played right there, which I've heard, I mean, a million times before, I've listened to it a lot, that, that that's talent, man. And, yep. and that's really cool to see. 
Um, you know, I wanted to ask you, Zach, because obviously you, you played ball on the biggest of stages. You know, you're catching touchdowns against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, when you're playing for the Bears and that big rivalry and everything. But what is that rush like, and how does it compare to playing in the league as opposed to, you know, playing in front of people, sharing your art with people yeah. like at festivals and things? Like, what, where does that relate to in terms of, I guess, nerves per se and how anxious that you get? Yeah, uh, that, I love that question because it was one of those that I wondered as well. I feel like every musician wants to be in some form of athletics. You know, there's a crossover between sports and music and music and sports, and I think every athlete, we want to we want to be able to, to sing and play music and do all that stuff. And I was way more nervous getting ready to play music at a, at a <laughs> bar in Omaha, Nebraska in front of like 30 people than I ever was running onto a football field. And it was, I think it was just because I, there was nowhere to hide, you know? Like, we go out sure. on the football field, I got pads on, helmet on. Aside from a blatant in-your-face play that somebody could see you mess up, they don't really know, right? Like, unless a ball bounces off my head or, we, you know, like, we, we miss a kick, Scope, or, like, Oh, yeah, I was about to say, you sound like a kicker right now. <laughs> right. Like, unless that happens, like, not many people will be like, oh, Zach missed that play. Right. Yeah. When it's different when you're on stage, and, I, and it's just me with the guitar. Like, if I mess up, they're going to hear it all. So I needed to get over that fear of wanting everything to be perfect because it's just music. And that was uh, – it took a couple times. And then once I got into it, I was like, all right, I played four or five gigs. And these are just little small small bars. I was like, okay, it's just music. Go up, do your thing, have fun. And then everybody could feel that. So it's just more of kind of relaxing. But I was way more nervous, uh, you know, for the music thing than I was for, for football. Zach Miller with us, uh, along with his former teammates, Josh Scobie, Austin Lane, and Zach Miller, former Jags tight end, plays for the Chicago Bears, now a musician in the country music genre and, and maybe even expanding. We'll see. But it sounds good. Two singles out. Got another one coming out on Friday. And all you have to do, I mean, I, on today on iTunes, I just searched Zach Miller, and, yeah. and boom, there they were, and we're playing you a little bit of them. Going to play you some more in, in just a moment. But, you know, you, you bring up the football days, and i got to ask you this. One, how, how's the leg? Uh, two, yep. how much? How long did it take you to, to come to peace with um, your career being over and how it ended? Uh, because you were playing good football, man. And then, and then the last part of that, and I can ask you again if you forget, but you kind of said the music and the writing was somewhat therapeutic. Uh, how much did that help you kind of settle into this second life? Yep. So, uh, you know, first question, Lay's doing okay. Um, I'll tell you, everybody I had around me, um, from a medical standpoint to a support system, everybody around there, it was, it couldn't have been any better to, to have the outcome that I had because there was a lot of stuff that was weighing um, and it could have went a complete different route. And thankfully it did not. You know, I still have my leg. I got a lot of residual stuff as far as nerve damage. Um, don't really have full function of my foot as far as like the dorsal deflection and stuff. I still got a little bit of drop foot. And my leg uh, is pretty much numb from, like, my knee down to, like, to sensations. Extreme hot, cold is um, intensified. But, like, overall, like, I'm blessed to have a leg, and that's that's a good thing. I've got good days, i got bad days, and that's that, you know. Um, so I I'm, I'm feel really fortunate to kind of just be in the situation that I am in as far as, 
being able to uh, to make it out of that the way that I did. Uh, number two, oh, coming to terms with with how it ended. Listen, man, I don't think anybody uh, wants to be forced out of the game, and probably, you know, most of us aren't really happy when it ends, regardless of the way it does. Very few people uh, get away to to walk away on their own, which is awesome. But um, you know, it just it took a little bit uh, just to understand to accept that the injury happened and that's that and this is just the way of life and you can't change it anymore right so it took a little bit but um being able to stick around with chicago the the year after i got injured you know they let me hang around and still be part of the team was a huge i think factor in helping me uh, in acceptance if, if i can put it that way just to know that um they were doing their best to keep me involved in the game and, and let me figure out if if I needed to stick around, if I wanted to stick around. So that was a blessing in itself to do that. And then the third question you asked about the writing, to get through it, correct? Yeah, I did. And, and sit on that question for a moment because I want to play this verse, and I think Casey has it set up, and that way you can listen to your song again because I kind of think it's cool that you haven't done that very often. But I think this is the second verse, and I, th I think this has to do with some of that therapeutic writing. Uh, Casey, if you don't mind playing that next part. bring Zach Miller back into it. That's how you like us now is his first single that he released uh, as a musician. And I couldn't help but uh, hear that last verse and think about what I asked you, some of that therapeutic writing. Can you take us through that process? How much of uh, it went into that yeah, song? Man. So here's the thing. When I was going through, through that recovery, I, I needed to be someplace else, anywhere, anywhere than where I was. And for me to start writing, and go back and be in some of those places that I was writing about. I have probably, I don't even know, 50, 60 songs that I've written, um, you know, that I'm going to pick and choose uh, that are going to eventually continue to come out. But what I, what that was for me was going and escaping to those places. How You Like Us Now was one of those songs where I grew up in a town of 300 people and Scove, Austin, like, I don't know, I mean, Brent, even for you, like, as a young, as a young kid, like, I had crazy dreams of of doing things on like the biggest stage football you know to be specific right and from where i was coming from 
not many people believed in those dreams. Mm. And that's what that song was about because regardless of what anybody else thought, and because you grow up in that community and most people think you're crazy and you got people who don't think you're going to do it. You got a lot of people who maybe there's some jealousy or all the things. And then you got your, your group of people that are like, I got your back no matter what. And that's what that song was. It was as much as I went through from a young age through high school to college and the goals that I wanted to do, when, when stuff didn't work out, you kept pressing, you kept pressing, you kept pressing, and then it finally all pays off, right? So that song was just about for the people who dream, and they don't care about anybody else on the sideline who's saying, oh, he'll never do it, he'll never do this, he'll probably never play, right? That's, a, that's where that lyric comes from. He'll probably never play, he'll probably never see a stage. Well, at this stage of the game, I've kind of done both of them, and that was the escape for me and that's how the whole process kind of started and then it just took off from there because i loved it so much yeah very well said man uh, pretty cool stuff uh, i'm gonna ask you you're talking to two guys by the way I iola scandinavia uh, wisconsin <laughs> uh louisiana guy texas, uh, how big was texas, your i mean texas uh, who was your how big was your was hometown hometown like decent, we're, i mean it wasn't very big it was you know you know ninety thousand people but uh, yeah i i mean i Everything that you were saying in there, Zach, I could feel uh, because, I mean, a, as an athlete, as someone that played in the NFL, we all have those people that are the kind of detractors and and people yep. that don't think you're ever going to make it. So it's it's kind of cool to see you lay that out in lyrics and talk about it. And, I mean, as someone that their career didn't end the way they wanted it to with me, uh, I mean, it's fun to see you have that outlet, and you need that outlet as a as an athlete whenever your career is done. Because if you don't, then bad things can happen. Yeah, I mean, to to Absolutely. me, to, to to me, it's so cool. I mean, and like, I, I get it, man. From your standpoint, you know, I'm sure you think feel like you still have a long ways to go in terms of your music career. I feel like you made it already, man, because as far as your yeah. songs are concerned, I love it. You, you're absolutely crushing it. But I'm um, reminded we had, you know, a former teammate of yours as well, Russell Allen, on uh, about a year ago. And we talked yeah. about the transition out of the league because, you know, you have to be here at a certain time. You have to do this a certain way. And, like, it's kind of just repetitive since we were kids. Um, and then as we grow to get to the league, like, you're at the highest level, but you're doing the exact same thing. It's still the same right. game. And then one day someone's going to tell you either you're too old or maybe because you're hurt or you're not good enough anymore, but that game goes away. And everything that, that was ingrained in your, in your habits and your work and everything, that's gone. And now you're kind of in a limbo of what do you do next. And a lot of guys get lost with that. So it, it is so cool seeing you have this outlet, Zach, where you're obviously crushing it with your music, but, but it's cool that you found something else because, yeah, you know, the, the, the game was taken away from you. Let's not lie. Let's not sugarcoat things. I mean, um, it, it's not fair what happened to you, but that's life. But it's so cool to see that, you know, you took that moment, um, you know, that painful moment, those memories, and you turned them into something great. And, and you're sharing it with people and you're sharing your story with people. And that's just, that's, it's really cool to hear. Um, and it's really cool to talk to you and just, you know, kind of pick your brain about it a little bit. No, that's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, Zach Miller's with us. All right, there's a storyteller in me that this is one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation and, and bring Zach into it because it's really interesting listening to you guys. Have a, it's like behind the music. Until we're going right <laughs> yeah, now. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like VH1. It, <laughs> but it's yeah. really pretty wild to me is this, and I tweeted this at the start of the segment and when I shared the, that you were coming on. I said, you t when you're a football player, and when we talk the Jags or Chicago and these, these fan bases and, and the game that you guys played, 
you're a football player. I mean, that's it. To, to fans and to really sometimes the organization, <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't want to be like, hey, you're just a piece of meat, but you're just a football player. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. all we kind of say, right? And that's fine. And, and that's yeah, okay. Yeah. You get paid a good amount of money, make a good living, and, and most of the time it's pretty good. Uh, but obviously you're also family men behind that. Um, and now you look at you guys in particular, right? Uh, Zach's playing music. Uh, obviously had the devastation of the leg injury. Austin's fighting and doing radio yeah, for a living. And just won a big fight. And just won a big <laughs> fight, but also had the devastation of the Greg Hardy fight. You know, yeah, went through yeah, some sure. of that for sure. and had his career end. Yep. It, Josh, you had the tough time in Pittsburgh when, you know, you yep. had that, that the downside there. Uh -huh. And now I know you're still a big-time ambassador, community guy here in Jacksonville. Golf. And seriously, golf is a thing. No, it's, <laughs> it's like, my, but it's, you're, it's a real thing. Like, yeah. I mean, so my point being, like, you're more than just football players. And yeah. we find that out. And Austin and I talk about this a lot on the show. So... How, how long did it take you to find out you were more than just a football player? I'm just asking all three of you guys, so go around yeah. the horn, Josh. Oh, man. It's, it probably took, I would say, a good year and a half, two years or so after my last game because you go through different, you know, moments of, number one, depression because your football career is over. Mm -hmm. Your professional career as what you played is over, and you know it's over. And that's a hard reality to face. So it, it takes a long time for you to actually get through that. So, number one, you're depressed. Then you try and kind of fake it to where you're like, all right, I feel better. I'm going to go work out every day. And then you don't have a real purpose for what you're working out for. So I had to find something that, like a reason why I was going to the gym every day and, and trying to get better at something. And, I, I mean, I was playing golf at a high level, competitive level before football had ended. So I made that my goal. Like, I'm going to get better at golf every day, and I'm going to make my purpose every day that I wake up for golf, and obviously my kids and family and all that. But, you know, as a former athlete, you need something else. And, you know, fortunately, golf was my outlet. Yeah, and you just decided to fight people for a living in the talk right <laughs> No, for sure. Well, um, you know, for, for me personally. Which, by the way, Zach, isn't that only day to practice anyway? Yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well, here's the crazy thing. I think uh, of all the times I got in a fight, whether it was with Evan Britton, Montel Owens, I, I never fought Scobie, unfortunately. Thank goodness. But I don't think, it's like, did we ever get in a fight? Which is kind of crazy because, no. I mean, you line up for me all the time, but I think we were too cool with each other. We yeah, never had we were way too fight. cool with each other for that. Yeah. I've been like, yeah. you got this one, man. I ain't trying to get knocked <laughs> out of here. Can you imagine sure. you getting in a fight now with someone? Oh, man, I, I wish. <laughs> no. I wish I could go, go back to the days of Ooch trying to pull my hair and everything in, in a pile. I wish I could use some moves on him now, but it is what it is, man. Those days are long gone. But to quick answer your question, Brent, thankfully for me, MMA was there even when I was still in Jacksonville because I started training it, um, and I knew I had yeah. that in my back pocket. You know, and when I got to the league, I made a promise to myself that ever stopped being fun, ever start feeling like a job, I'd walk away, I'd be cool with that because I'd have MMA in my back pocket then eventually. And that's what happened in Chicago. And, and I'm not sure if Zach knows this story or not, but, you know, when, when I got cut from the Bears the first time, I got cut twice in one day. Um, they, they gave me calls that I got cut. I'm driving to, this, uh, to the practice facility in Lake Forest, and they gave me another call saying, we actually made a mistake, you're not cut. And they said, if we don't call you back by, by 3 o'clock, you're on the team. Well, it's 3.30, I have family in town, we're celebrating at this restaurant, and I get another phone call saying, we actually made a mistake the first time, you are cut. And the reason what happened was they were trying to trade me, the trade fell through, so I got to get cut twice in one day. 
that moment stopped being fun for me because then I started to feel yeah. like a pawn in a chess game. And I'm like, you know, whatever happens from this, so be it. But I know once I'm done, I'm done, and MMA is going to be there. So it was an easy transition for me because I had plan B in my pocket. Zach, sounds like uh, your next country song. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We, we, hey, we might have to sit down and write that one, guys. <laughs> he went from fighting for his job to fighting for his job. <laughs> right, job. Yeah. I just wrote, I just there you wrote go. A, a lyric right now there. I'm, and now I'm fighting for airtime with Brett Martin. so it's awesome. Yeah. Huh? That's tough, too. Might be the toughest thing he's we ever had to do. material to write about. <laughs> uh, Zach, you've kind of answered it, but uh, did you always knew you, know you were going to do something else? I mean, you talked about growing up small no. town. Your story's awesome, too, by the way. Nebraska Omaha quarterback to you're one of the first guys to really transition from quarterback to tight end then they tried everybody to do it well it doesn't have a, <laughs> doesn't have a school to cheer for anymore either the school's gone the team's gone football away from Nebraska Omaha the school's wow. they yeah. just don't play football anymore so that's a whole that. nother that's a whole nother segment we can talk about <laughs> yeah so, so um, when did you so did you never ever just you just always thought you'd be a football player and then just kind of hang it up no nah, so i figured that i would transition into you know some form of coaching or scouting or something still involved um in the game of football and that was something that was it was still on the table after i got injured and like i told you guys earlier i stayed that next year and really focused on rehab but i actually did a lot of uh, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it coaching, but I did a lot of that stuff behind the scenes. I was cutting up tape for our tight end room. I was making, you know, certain packages, blitz, blitz packages, coverage packages for our third down and red zone stuff. So I was doing a lot of kind of like the intern work, the quality control work um, that, that goes behind the scenes, you know, for a regular football season. And it was it was partly to see if I enjoyed it and if I wanted to do it and. I do love the game of football. I love what it brings. I love the challenges. But at that point in time for where I was at, uh, you know, mentally and physically, like mentally I still wanted to play the game, right? Physically I couldn't. So it tore me up being there every single day doing the things that I was doing but couldn't physically go out and do that. So it wasn't fulfilling for me at that point. Now, I don't know if there will be a, a point where I miss it so much that I want to go back and, and maybe get into that lane. But right now, I love playing music. Even if, if my music never was any good and nobody listened to it, I thoroughly enjoy writing and playing music. Regardless if I played it for anybody else, like, it makes me happy. So that is that was where I got to this, this level of acceptance kind of as an artist of I'm not really creating music, and I, I don't want this to ever be like a an insensitive thing to say but i'm never really creating music for anybody else and i don't think really any artists make music for anybody else except themselves and then if they put it out and other people love it then it becomes their music right like if we hear a song and we're like damn i love that song then it kind of becomes all of our songs right yeah, like yeah, we all grew up listening to hip-hop and all and like when you heard that like damn did you hear this like that's good and, and then it's it's ours if we didn't like it, the artists who put it out still loved it enough to put it out to the world. Does that yeah, make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that's where the, the level of acceptance for me as an artist is like, listen, if I'm having fun doing this, and this is what I really, truly love right now, I'm just going to I'm gonna do it as long as I can and, until it, like Austin said earlier, until it doesn't, until it's not fun anymore. Yeah, uh, well, you're doing a great job. That, uh, with this. Yeah, that's, 
That's awesome, and uh, well, hey, uh, I told you we'd, we'd keep you on for 10 or 15 minutes. It's been <laughs> yeah, like a we, half hour. We so. went long. Hope you didn't have to pick up the kids or go to our practice. <laughs> no, no, that's all good. We got we got our practice later, so I know uh, we've been pushing it the last, you know, shoot, it's probably been a month, maybe longer. You guys have been trying to get me to come on, so I apologize. Well, there's a reason we wanted you on. It's because it's it's really good stuff. Yeah. So. Well, it's great stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love talking about golf with these guys. Not really, but it's all good. <laughs> but, Zach, anytime you want to come back on the show, please do, man. Yeah, man. That's what, it was cool just to talk to you guys. It's been too long, so hopefully we get down to Jacksonville here. It's starting to get cold, so maybe uh, Kristen and I will shoot on down to Jacksonville. We can hang come out on. and catch some sun down there. Come on down, uh, and uh, don't hang up just yet, even though we're going to say goodbye. We'll play your other uh, song going to break, but we do want to say thanks for uh, coming on. Good luck with the music career. A uh, new song coming out on Friday. Tell everybody how to get it. Yeah, man, uh, Torn Up. It'll be out Friday, December 3rd. It's It'll be out everywhere, anywhere you can stream music. Um, wow. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, iTunes. Uh, I, I know Scobie, the day that we grew up in, maybe you too, Brent, it's out on Napster. That's awesome. We might get prosecuted. It's there. It, it'll, be, it'll be out there for anybody to listen to. So uh, if you guys like it, please stream it. That'd be cool. I'd love All that. All right. How you like uh -huh. us now is awesome. Uh, we're going to play I Was Hoping in just a moment and uh, Torn Up coming out on Friday. Zach Miller, say hello to the family, man. Thanks for taking some time for us and uh, have a good, happy holiday season. Likewise, man. Appreciate you guys. All right. All right. Uh, that's Thanks, Zach Miller, uh, former Jacks tight end, former Chicago Bear tight end. And uh, we'll come back with Josh Scobie. Awesome lane. That was a lot of fun. That was uh, awesome. Good to man. catch up with Zach. Great to hear from And uh, when we come back Tuesdays from Top Golf continues, here's I Was Hoping, Zach Miller, as we continue on on ESPN 690. Yeah, and a passer on the shoulder, man. I try to play it cool. I'm right behind her. triceps got pretty jacked so that was that was a lot of fun that's tiger woods tiger woods awkwardly funny at sometimes um during news conferences but tiger woods met the media talked about his golf future we're going to get into that in just a moment uh brett Martino, josh scobie austin lane it's so good to have zach miller on i think it's really cool to see uh you guys interact with him as well you can tell how proud uh, of him you guys are and he went through a lot man in that stretch and you guys all have at times in your career but uh really fun if you missed the interview go back and check it out on the podcast you can subscribe action sports shacks on espn 690 you can always go check things out 
uh, on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Twitch, and uh, just go watch the show. Subscribe on YouTube, if you will. Uh, but that was a lot of fun with Zach Miller. Right now, uh, we have our Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Captain Rick Riles, thanks for uh, checking back in. Sorry, our interview went a little long, but hope you're doing well. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not sorry at all it went a little long. But I do have a question while you got Josh and Austin there. Uh, real quick before we do the fishing report. Joel Smangy is a dear friend of mine, and I asked him one day, I said, do you have any idea what guys like me would give to run out of the tunnel with 80,000 screaming fans in front of you? He said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, you, you know, what's, I can't imagine what's that like. He said, did you play Pop Warner football? I said, yeah. He said, when you ran out, were your mom and dad and sister and brother in the stands there cheering for you? And I said, yeah. He said, it never gets better than that. That's a good that's point. All we're trying to do is recreate what we found when we were 12 years old. Is that true? That, that's, a, that's the best way to put it, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've uh, I've told this story before. I mean, my, my very first start was in Dallas in front of whatever 80,000 people booing me. Um, and, my first <laughs> MMA, and my first MMA fight was in a honky-tonk place in Jacksonville in front of maybe 100 people. <laughs> and I got more of a rush and, and more of just like a, you know, it's an adrenaline spike from that honky-tonk than I did in Dallas. So I think it's all relative. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Hey, guys, it was a good day today. Oh, my goodness. I just talked with Captain Robert Johnson, Jr. He's steaming home on the Jody Lynn and fished a little late. Why? Well, because he's got 16 tunas, eight mahi, and a sailfish for the day. And that is one fine day fishing. But that's a, yeah, and a partridge in a pear tree. So it's, uh, that was very good. Closer to shore, the trigger fish bite's pretty good at about 130 feet of water, and there are scattered sailfish in there. You come inshore, and it's all about fish, and more and more black drum showing up as our water temperature drops. Looks like we're in for a good day tomorrow and a good day on Thursday, but there's one thing you can count on. We'll be back tomorrow with another fishing report brought to you by CSS Landscaping. They're paying top dollar for top landscapers and workmen's quick fix button. Thank you, boys. Thanks, Captain Rick. Appreciate you hanging around today, and uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow, each and every day. You got it, Brent. Uh, on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 694, the Sportsman Fishing Report. Jacob's out and about today. Josh's son. Got a little baseball yeah. tonight? Yeah, yeah. 6.30 to 8.30 practice tonight. Ah. Yeah. Two hours. I'm really getting that practice time in. I like That's it. Baby. Yeah. Get the like it. On a school night. Thanks, coaches. Oh, yeah. It's good. Appreciate ah, that. School. It's secondary, yeah. Jacob. Don't worry about it. Yeah. NIL, man. NIL. You're all good. <laughs> That's right. Get the TikTok followers yep. up as quick as you can. Yep. You have a good holiday? We did. Yeah. Went and saw my family in Texas and, you know. And we didn't have any strange arguments, so it was, yeah, it was good. <laughs> That's always the goal at Thanksgiving. I mean, yeah. what is the percentage of that? Like, it's got to be over 50% where there's some type of argument yes. and, you know, a table is broken, um, you know, argument is had. Feelings are hurt. Yeah. You know, like, that's the thing. Everybody says it's like this hallmark way to do it. It's like, hey, I can't wait to go be with family. It's awesome mm -hmm. to be with family. But mm -hmm. let me ask you this question, everybody. Is it really that awesome to be with family? <laughs> nope. Like, I'd rather be with people that if we get in an argument, like, I'm okay with us disagreeing. <laughs> yes. When you disagree yeah. with your family, then, you know, things can be broken apart that you've established since birth. Yes. Yeah. So, Yes. And by the way, like, again, you didn't pick to be there. Like, 
You have to be there. Correct. Yeah, you, you have to show up. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. if I don't want to go over to your house because I don't want to hang out with you after the radio, I don't have to Thanks, do Brent. it. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate that, man. Wasn't, right? wasn't going to invite you anyways, but it's all I good. I know, but I don't yeah. have to go get that prime no, for rib. for sure. Oh, I mean, you missed out on the prime rib, by the way, but okay. Uh, by by the, the way, Josh, prime rib. We'll, we'll see you later, turkey. I'm, I'm, I'm off turkey. Prime <laughs> rib all day. Out. I would much rather have prime Thank rib. Thank you very yeah. much, turkey right? Turkey is overrated. Thank you very much. They need to do that at games, like, overrated. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, you didn't miss the Jags' uh, offense being overrated Thank while you were gone. <laughs> I did not. We, uh, he actually, my son over here hitting golf balls, uh, had baseball, so I, I fortunately only got to listen to it. Oh. Uh, God bless you. Yeah. Um, the press box. But yeah. hey, the, the bad French toast sticks that went extra hard in the paint. So it was good to good to have French toast sticks there. <laughs> At least something was good. It was good. Yeah. Hey, you're a Tiger Woods guy, and Austin loves it. We'll talk a little wrestling just because we got a little Tiger in here. Yes. Um, but Tiger's, news, Tiger's done. And he's basically saying, hey, you're done. And I have to come to grips with this. I thought I'd take this a little harder, to be honest with you, Josh. I'm okay with it. Like, Tiger gave us really everything we could ask for in his career but he gave us something else and i know he was doing it kind of for himself and for his kids but he actually did it for like ours when he won the mm. masters and he won the tour championship he gave us a little sense of what tiger mania was like that we couldn't even describe to our children right they would have to watch it on youtube oh, yeah, but sure. but you have to almost feel it in the moment and that's what he gave to us when he won the masters and, the, and he made that comeback and I'm not sure I really need that again. He did it. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we would like him to come back and play. But even, you know, the Tiger before, uh, whenever he won the Masters a couple years ago, he wasn't the same player. That's, That's basically true. one of the, or maybe the only major that he could ever win again, just because of the type of golf course it is and the field size and the type of players that are in that tournament. But like you said, I mean, Tiger gave us, everything that we needed as golf fans throughout the years and i mean it was a 20-year career of mm -hmm. shots amazing you know, recovery shots amazing wins countless wins i mean just ridiculous golf and if you're not a tiger fan you're not really a golf fan and there are probably the you know the few and far between guys that aren't tiger fans but I i'm just glad you know seeing the press conference i'm i'm glad that Number one, he didn't lose his life. Yeah. Number two, he didn't lose his leg. Mm -hmm. And he'll actually be able to play some competitive golf again at some point. Yeah, he'll go win senior tour events probably. Yeah, to me, it's all about, I mean, I, I need nothing else from Tiger Woods because my childhood was enough. You know, like, I, I didn't need Michael Jordan to go play for the Wizards to justify, you point. know, m my time growing up with you. Um, I, I don't need Tiger Woods to win his last master to justify my childhood of me being a fan of golf only because of him. Sorry, David Duvall. You had some cool shades, but you weren't moving the needle for me. Sergio Garcia, same thing goes for you. It was, it was the Tiger Woods show. So, yeah, I mean, the, the guy's given the, the, the sport of golf so much. I'm thankful for that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a, a casual golf fan because of it. And I, I need nothing else from Tiger Woods just to live your life and be healthy. It's you, all I need. You know what's me. interesting about what you said there, like, how much would we love for our kids to come to see Michael Jordan play again? Like, he couldn't at the level because we know the age doesn't qualify, right? Yeah. Like, it's almost like what Brady has done is allowed, like, a different generation to watch greatness, mm -hmm. where most guys would not have given them that opportunity. I mean, you're, you're retired at 38 or 39, or your best football's behind you, Ben Roethlisberger, or other, right? And so when you play that long and have that much success, it's, it's highly doubtful you can do it through another generation of yeah. watching it. But 
and so I guess that's why the Tiger thing was it. Brady's kind of done it because he's done it with longevity and no interruptions, or maybe one year of an interruption. Mm -hmm. Tiger did it in terms of this big layoff, and nobody thought he could do it again, or not nobody, but few, and he did it. But a guy like Jordan, unfortunately, when we have the LeBron and Jordan yeah, yeah, and all yeah. those conversations, we can't say, hey, kid, watch this. No, for sure. <laughs> you know? but, but, but I'm going to say this, though, um, and you're absolutely right. There's probably never going to be another, another Michael Jordan that my son can watch and cheer for, right? There's not going to be another Tom Brady that you can admire and say, wow, this guy wins so much. But at the same time now, this next generation coming up, you have social media. So you're closer to the athletes than ever before. That's a good call. You know, my, my son's a big Bucks fan, obviously, because, like, I am. He's a big Giannis Antetokounmpo fan. So my son, like, I, I show him on Twitter, hey, look, Giannis is giving away his, his shoes again or his jersey. And this is, like, a nightly thing. So he, he gets to see what kind of person Giannis Antetokounmpo was. I didn't know what type of person Michael Jordan was. All I knew is he was also a competitor, and he was a winner, and he was a champion. So while you may not get another Michael Jordan, you get to see who these athletes truly are. And I think Giannis is a great role model uh, for my son. There's other guys out there as well. Yeah, that's a good call, too. And, and by the way, it was probably better at times we didn't know early Tiger Woods and, yes. and Michael Jordan. This is yeah, true. In that way. Yes. Now, it's probably a good thing that there was not social media at, <laughs> back in those days. And, you know, everything evolves. And as an athlete, you have to evolve with the times. So uh, that's Probably a good thing that there was not Twitter or Facebook or Instagram back when Michael Jordan was playing because we would have seen a lot of videos and pictures of him in casinos yeah. and, and Tiger, you know, with uh, all the things that he was doing. But, yeah. you know. So, and, and to, to prove Josh's point here, it makes me appreciate LeBron James so much more because with Michael Jordan, like, yeah, no, he's the GOAT. Of, uh, in my opinion, he's the GOAT. He's the best player to ever do it. But to live in the time that LeBron James has and, like, in terms of social media, now, I get there's some controversy with LeBron yeah. James, and there's going to be some. But there, to, to be in the position that you're at, uh, on the pedestal that you're at being LeBron James, and to never really slip up and, and to never really, you know, kind of get called out and get, you know, canceled, whatever you want to call it, it's amazing. It really is. is. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think of any professional athlete, they, they, they've had their come-to-moment with social media, it seems like, regardless of who you are. LeBron James, I feel like, really hasn't had that. No, he hasn't. I think yeah. he's the ultimate star athlete because of that. When you can lay out of that kind of conversation. Yeah. And now, listen, everybody's going to pick apart what you... And he's not afraid to say what he wants to say. Sure. And that's certainly open for discussion and yeah. criticism. But not in the sense that we're talking about with some of these other athletes where we would see their life unfold in front of us this day and age. I always say that about Derek Jeter. He stayed sure. off the back pages. How? Like, we know he was doing He stuff. was in the back. Especially, right? especially with, with, that, with that dating history? With that dating history, too? Yeah. I know. Man. He was in that back but page. Was, but in New York, he was an eight-second soundbite yeah. and never on the back pages like that. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's hard to do it. Would, it wouldn't be able to happen now with Derek Jeter, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan. Did it, they would, it would be out in the open. And those guys are so private. I mean, there's a reason Tiger yeah. has his yacht. Yeah. What, what's Privacy. the name of it? Privacy. Yeah. So it's because they want that. They need that. And it just wouldn't be possible now if they were in their prime. Didn't Jeter date Madonna? Uh, Probably yes. so. How do you stay off the back page of dating Madonna? I, like, I think, didn't he? And it goes I think to show Alex you. Rodriguez did. Oh, well, there you go. How about yeah. that? Huh? A lot of people did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about Madonna? Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to watch the ESPN yeah. 30 for 30 about that one. One quick question. She, she got around right. the locker room. Yeah. I don't know if you guys Basically saw Did you see that. the end of the Seattle game? I mean, I outside kick. I <laughs> the guy lined up inside the hashes for the onside. They recovered the onside kick, but he lined up too close to the kicker. That happens. It oh. can't happen. It happens because, I mean, I'm going to be nice about this, but not. Um, you don't typically have the smartest guys on the field <laughs> that are out there for kickoff and kickoff return. Hey, hey, man. 
sometimes they special can't. teams take special types of people. Correct. That's what my coach. What is so? What are we talking? Okay. Like okay. normally, there's five on left, five on right of the kicker. Sometimes they can't even figure out who the <laughs> L1, L2, L3, L4, L5 is. Yeah. So. Uh. Don't be surprised when that happens. I was a, I was a proud L5, Josh. So you were L5. At least you, you'd be I was right a wedge next buster, to me. You know. yeah. I was a wedge buster, man. However, right over there. I will yeah, yeah. say that I did forget what direction to kick the ball sometimes. <laughs> it was either left or right, and I forgot a couple times. Uh, Josh, Kobe, good to have you back, man. Enjoy Thanks. baseball practice. I uh, have to hit a few golf shots here at Top Golf. Yeah, Next week we'll do it again. Off. Tuesdays from Top Golf. Fred Martineau, Austin Lane, Josh Kobe. Good to have Zach Miller. Thanks to Casey Kurtz for everything. And uh, six o'clock, Mike Norvell show maybe one more time. I don't know. Uh, stay tuned on ESPN 690 for all the coverage coming up. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.